Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. The Super Delicious Cereal presents... The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman. Defender of law and order, champion of equal rights, valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice, who is today unaware that thousands of miles above him, a tiny silver radar rocket hangs motionless in space as its three occupants try to find some means of meeting their dilemma. We'll join them in a moment, but right now we have a surprise. For waiting to talk to you is the man of steel himself. Come in, Superman. Fellows and girls, our President Truman has given this week a special name. Brotherhood Week. And that name has a special meaning for every one of us. You know, our weapon that helped most to win the war was the spirit of unity. Everybody pitched in and cooperated with everybody else like brothers. Nowadays, that same spirit is just as important to help keep our country the kind we want to grow up in. Actually, hate hurts no one but ourselves. But tolerance, the attitude of looking for the good that's in every person, regardless of race, creed, or national background can help a lot to make each one of us really strong in character and to make our whole nation strong. So let's go all out for real, honest-to-goodness teamwork. That will help make America greater than ever before. Now to our story. Unknown to either Clark Kent or Perry White, or even his mother, Jimmy Olsen, together with Poco, the little man from Utopia who talks in rhyme, took off with Professor Timothy T. Twiddle in the professor's radar rocket. Their destination, the moon. It was Professor Twiddle's theory that the rocket could ride a radar beam to the moon and back in little more than an hour. But yesterday, as you remember, while hissing through space at 5,000 miles a minute, the rocket suddenly stopped short and hung suspended in the sky like a big silver cigar. Someone at the radar machine in Professor Twiddle's house on Earth had cut off the beam, leaving them hanging in space, unable to move either up or down. And, as the professor pointed out, they had only enough oxygen to last 24 hours. At that point, Professor Twiddle produced two live pigeons he had brought along. When he saw them, Jimmy was struck with an idea. Listen. Oh, boy. Those pigeons are going to save our lives. Get a pencil, Poco. A pencil and a piece of paper. Hurry. Oh, paper, pencil. Hurry, hurry. Hurry, scurry, worry, scurry. Look, my beard, what are you doing with the paper and a piece of pencil? Oh, think, Professor. Think. The pigeons. The pigeons? The pigeons? That's my dead pigeons, got right. Oh, no, no. You don't understand. What are pigeons used for? Well, some people eat them. Oh, oh, if that's what you're... No, no, not that. What else? Bless my beard, I'm really not a pigeon expert, you know. Oh, think, Professor, think. Pigeons fly, don't they? Well, why, yes, of course. They carry messages, don't they? Carry messages? Oh, you've heard of carrier pigeons. Bless my beard, yes. Well, that's what we're going to do. We'll send those pigeons back to Earth with messages. Uh, Poco, what about the paper and pencil? I've got the paper that I found. 
but there's not a single pencil around. Never mind. Bring the paper. I've got a pen. Just a minute, young man. Professor, could you please stop calling me young man? My name is Jim. Jim or Jimmy? Uh, Yes, yes, of course. Now, look here. These figures... Here's the paper. Thanks, Poco. What were you saying, Professor? I was about to say that you needn't have bothered with the paper. Oh, how can we send messages down to Earth if we don't write them on paper? You can't send messages to Earth. Why not? One, these aren't carrier pigeons. And two, even if they were, you seem to forget we're suspended 10,000 miles above the Earth. How long do you think it would take for a pigeon to fly 10,000 miles? Oh, gosh, I forgot about that. Pigeons fly at a maximum speed of 50 miles an hour. Maximum, mind you, maximum. That means it would take them 200 hours to reach the Earth. At the moment, we have an oxygen supply sufficient for 18 hours. Well, it was a good idea anyway. Hey, James, supposing you got me down. Maybe I'd land in a village of town. This is no time for jokes, Paul. Oh, it isn't a joke. I'm quite sincere. Oh, I should be punished for putting you here. Oh, forget it. It's my own fault. X equals four square over 12 in a ratio to C minus R7 plus 9. Huh? Uh... I was just thinking about the pigeons and your idea about sending messages to Earth. Oh, you said it couldn't be done. I was just thinking. Since we are in a region devoid of atmosphere, there would be no resistance to the flight of the pigeons. No air resistance, that is. They might be able to drop to Earth at an incredible speed. Do you think so? Do you really think so? Very likely. Oh, from this day, Alfred, just nice. Oh, I hope you haven't twiddled right. Professor Twiddle, if you please, Poco. Oh, yes, sir, Professor. Then then should I write the messages, Professor? Patience, patience. But every minute counts. We're going to send them down. Let's do it. The one big problem is, will they go down? But if they go up... Oh, why do you have to think of things like that? One must think of everything. Now let me see. Ah, I have it. We'll wait them. We'll what? Wait them. Tie something heavy to one of their legs. Then they can't fly up. They'll have to fly down. A key. A key. Do either of you have a key? Oh, I've got the key to my house and the key to the office. Perfect. Let me have them. Here. Thank you. I, uh... Yes, okay. Send one to Inspector Henderson and the other to Clark Kent. Yes. One should be sent to Mr. Kent. Well, what do I say? Oh, tell them we're stuck. Oh, somewhere in space and we don't believe it's a healthy place. Oh, use your head, Poco. What good rap? They can't come up here and get us. Oh, then tell them to go to... Where? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you're a great help. Uh, Professor Twiddle. Yes? What will I write in the messages? Just a moment. I'm tying the second key up. There. Uh, now, what was it? Well, these messages. Well, what will I say in them? There's only one thing you can say. Tell whoever you're writing them to to go at once to my house at 607 Winthrop Street and see what's wrong with the radar machine. At the same now, time... wait a minute. I can't write that fast. Mr. Twiddle Tower at 607 Winthrop Street. Okay. See what's wrong with the radar machine. Correct. Right. Okay, go ahead. Tell them to inform us we are suspended in the ionosphere without a radar beam. Without a radar beam. And to give us one immediately. Give us one immediately. Is that all? That's plenty. Well, I'll have to say something about our being stuck up here in this rocket so Mr. Kent and Inspector Henderson will understand. Uh, yes, yes, of course. Oh, Poco, while I'm writing out the second message, see if you can find some string to tie them on the paper. Oh, a rubber band would be just grand. Where are we going to find rubber bands? Oh, I, I think I've got a slew of them. Oh, yes, and many more than two of them. Bless my beard, so he has. Oh, good boy, Poco. I'll be finished with this in a minute. Gosh, I sure hope it works. I, for one, wouldn't get into it. Well, if it doesn't, our goose is cooked. Oh, I wish I had a goose or two. I'm getting hungry, aren't you? Keep away from those pigeons, Poco. Oh, it wouldn't help me if I took them. There's many stove to cook them. You can talk about it. Pigeons mean life or death to us. There. Both messages are written. Now, let's have the rubber bands, Poco. You'd better let me put them on the pigeons. They know my touch. All right, here you are. There. There. 
divine beauty. That's it, Professor. Talk to them. Tell them they've got to get those messages found. Oh. Now, listen, Pigeons. You've got to get the... Uh, nonsense. I'm quite sure they wouldn't understand me. Uh, that's one. Now the other. Start praying, Poker. And keep all your fingers crossed. All ready. Good. Now, how do we get them out of here? We'll have to open the door. But just for the moment. We mustn't lose oxygen. I'll hold the gauge while you move the bolts and swing the door open. Out of the way, Poco. We can't open the door too far, huh? Just enough for us to fly out. I know. Then we must slam it shut fast. Now, the bolts first. Now the door. Quickly. Whoosh! Out with you. There they go. Close the door. Hurry. There. Uh, bless my beard. I... I just remembered something. How stupid of me. What is it, Professor? Those pigeons can never reach the earth alive. There isn't enough oxygen. Oh, will they get there at all? Even dead? That all depends. If they die before they reach the earth's atmosphere, that is, if they fail to get to the region where the earth's gravity will pull them down, then they'll be suspended in space as, as we are. Forever. Shock. Feeling as though all is lost, Jimmy stares through a portal and watches the two pigeons fly out into endless space, carrying messages for Clark Kent and Inspector Henderson. Can they possibly reach the Earth 10,000 miles away? And if they do, will the messages be delivered? We'll know in just a moment. But first, here's a word from your announcer. You know, gang, it's no ordinary sort of happening. That big moment when Mom opens a new package of Kellogg's Pep. You want to be right there because you're on edge to see which comic button is inside. Maybe it's a brand new one, a funny paper character that you don't have in your collection yet. And you're one more step on the way toward having all 18 buttons in the series. Or maybe it's a duplicate. Sometimes that's even more fun because then you can chop around among your pals and see who has a pep comic button that you want to trade for. And, of course, it's always a new thrill to pin another button on your jacket or your dress or cap so everybody can see how many you've collected. These pep comic buttons are so doggone smart looking and the colors are so bright and clear and the pictures of your funny paper favorites look so true to life that, well, you'll be in a big hurry to collect all 18 buttons in this series. And you can, too. Sure, please use anything. Just ask Mom to get you plenty of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. That's how easy it is to get these exciting comic buttons. You don't send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. Just look for your exclusive prize in every package of P-E-P-Pep. Made by Kellogg's, the greatest name in cereals. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Long hours have gone by since the pigeons were released into space. The darkness is melted into daylight. High above the earth, Jimmy, Poco, and Professor Swiddle sit suspended in space. And with each passing minute, their hope wanes. Meanwhile, at the Daily Planet, Clark Kent, unaware of Jimmy's strange predicament, answers the phone as it rings. Kent speaking. This is Henderson, Kent. Oh, good morning, Inspector. On the job right and early, aren't you? Well, early, but not too bright. <laughs> what? It's about time you and I don't forget realize the police department is on one of your playthings. What was that? You heard me. Have more important things to do down here than take part in crackpot jokes. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know what you're driving at. This is what I'm driving at. I just got a long-distance call from the chief of police of Ellenville. So? It's a town in Pennsylvania. Well? Somebody picked up a dead pigeon with a message on its leg. Yes? The message was me, from Olsen. What did it say? What didn't it say? Listen to this. Inspector Henderson, we are stuck up in the sky 10,000 miles above the earth. What? Please go to 607 Winthrop Street and find out what happened to the radar machine. 
Tell Gus we must separate our beam immediately. Sign, Jim Olson. I don't understand it. You don't understand it. Well, who do you think does? Now, look, Jim, when you see Olson, tell him for me. But I don't think this sort of stuff is funny. I don't understand it, Inspector. It doesn't sound like Jim at all. You tell him to grow up and stop playing games. Or I'll have his police card taken away. And not only that, I have a lot. Hold on a minute, Kent. Okay. I don't get it. So Kevin Winthrop's big radar. That doesn't make sense. Hello, Kent. Yes? Call this name is Matown in Ohio. What? Somebody picked up another dead picture. Is that a message for you? For me? Yes, the same message, word for word. From Jim? Yes. Now, what's this all about? I don't know, Inspector, but I'm going to find out. Goodbye. Winthrop. Off with these clothes. Uh-oh, that door's unlocked. He comes in here now. I'm in a dance. There. That does it. Uh-oh, great Scott. Here comes Lois. Up with the window. Out. And away! Leaping from the open window a split second before Lois Lane enters his office, Superman zooms over the Daily Planet and heads across the city. Red cape streaming in the wind. What will he find at 607 Winthrop Street, the home of Professor Twiddle? You'll be surprised when you find out, so be sure to listen tomorrow. Same time, same station. Tune in and follow the adventures of Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC publications.